Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey, good morning, everyone. It is Jeff Deverter, and uh, I am the Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology. Pardon me while my head spins around as I look for all the right buttons here. I did not have one of them on the right screen. And as you can imagine, there's a few screens here. Hey, everyone, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you uh, are here. You are so good about introducing yourself in the comments on whatever platform you're watching us on. So make sure you do that. I've got an incredible guest for you today, Ben DeMora, uh, all things um, FinOps. And we're going to start to peel this apart. Spoiler alert, we're not going to get through everything today, unfortunately. It is a deep topic. There's a lot to cover. So stick with us. So, hey, uh, uh, Luis from San Antonio, my first person who's in. Guess what? I'm not in San Antonio today. I am out in the Texas Hill Country today. We have uh, Navit from, from India here. Glad that you're here. If anybody wants to get a hold of us here at, uh, at the, the show, feel free to email us at solve at rackspace.com. What's solve, you ask? Well, it's the thought leadership program at Rackspace. That's about the last you're going to hear of Rackspace for a little while, but it's all about how we can uh, bring information and content to you. Clark Kent is here. Always glad to have Clark Sandeep's here. We've got Brazil in the house. I'd say Buenos Dias, but I'm not actually sure how you say it in Portuguese. Um, lots from San Antonio. This is very exciting. Uh, I'm glad that you are all here. Mexico is in the house. Linder's in the house. Uh, man, there's all, everybody is here. Uh, guys, it's going to be a great show. FinOps. You, you think that financial uh, aspects of the cloud aren't exciting? Wait till Ben gets here a little bit later. All right. Let's move on with the program, guys. Keep introducing yourself. I'm so glad that you are here. But as always, the next segment up is This Week in Cloud. And this week, we um, we will start with uh, a little story about Google. So uh, Google Anthos. So containers are taking over the world, folks. They're not just sitting on ships out in the Pacific Ocean waiting to come into America. Hey, LinkedIn user from New York. Welcome. I'm glad you are here. But uh, but this is a really interesting article that I found that explains the that dichotomy between public and private cloud as it relates to Google Cloud, what uh, Anthos brings to the uh, to the table, and how Kubernetes can now be used everywhere. This is a really interesting one. Hey, welcome, Yvette. Glad that you're here. Akif, I'm glad that you're here as well. Go take a look at this article. And uh, since 2019, when Google first released Anthos, they have been adding more and more capabilities, culminating in uh, December of 2019 when they released their their Google uh, their their API management, as well as the ability to run it running Anthos in Azure, as well as running it in uh, in AWS. So it is pretty interesting. Hey, Jeff Webb from San Antonio, glad you are here. I spent a few years in San Antonio. And, uh, Ted Clouser, everybody give it up for Ted Clouser, one of my favorite individuals on the internet. If you're not following Ted on LinkedIn, make a point of tracking him down. 
most inspirational leader I've seen in a while. All right, guys, let's move on to the next uh, uh, article that I found. And this one I put up here because um, I was having a conversation with a business professional from London last week, and he was challenging me on how far he thought cloud adoption actually would go in the cloud. And he said, but financial services, he used an English accent, of course, but I won't, I won't make you listen to that. And, um, he said, how many of that will really ever go in? And I, and I gave some examples of companies that were already moving in. And he said, but JP Morgan, do you think JP Morgan would ever move all of their assets into the cloud? We'll take a look at this article that I discovered where their CEO, Jamie Dimon, is talking about their intent to be all in, in, uh, in the cloud. Uh, with JP Morgan. So uh, if you want to see how other industries are adopting the cloud, take a look at that article. Now, all of these articles can be found uh, over at the Solve website. I'm going to have a link for that shortly. It's easy to find, rackspace.com slash solve slash 86. This is episode 86 of this. Hey, Hern, Ham, we're glad that you are here. All right. So with that, oh, I got to push this button right there and that button right there. We move on to the cloud releases. So this is the section where I kind of fill you in on what's new from the cloud providers, because there's some interesting things that you need to kind of pay attention to. And they release so many things. So I bubble up a few that are interesting and I think have an impact on your day. And the first in AWS is that AWS Security Hub can now is now integrated with AWS Health. Now, AWS Health is the service that looks at the health of your entire environment and gives you proactive notifications. But now it is pulling information in to the AWS Security Hub when those health items are security related. So bringing these services together. That's really the mantra that I keep giving as we go through these on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that is, you know, each of these cloud providers have invented some amazing things, but while they're inventing on top of inventing, they're bringing their tools and technologies together. And, and that's really where some interesting power is, is starting to happen. Now, over at, a, uh, at Azure, excuse me, there are a ton of Azure DevOps updates. Now, what is Azure DevOps? Azure DevOps is the programmatic way that you can man, you can deploy and manage your infrastructure. Well, there was a bunch of updates. I didn't list them all here um, by hand. There are things that relate to the administrator role, to how you manage Azure AD groups. In pipelines, you can now do automatic retries for tasks, consume inputs from other tasks uh, in a director. The list goes goes on and on. You can find that list uh, 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 over at the Solve website. We've got all of the links and no sales over there, guys. Don't worry about a pop-up and somebody saying, how can I help you today? Just go and check it out. Hey, Sadig from San Antonio. Glad you joined us today. But let's jump over to Google. Uh, Google has uh, Intelligent Document Quality Processor, now publicly accessible and now supports three new defect types as it goes in and analyzes all this stuff. Uh, you can get in and see what all of these de defects are. I could read them to you, but they are very technical and uh, I'd encourage you to just go check it out. But this is another way that Google is making the use of their cloud more automated and easier to manage. Cool. Well, I said I wouldn't talk about Rackspace much more, but this is really talking about Rackspace to help you guys, because I like to talk about the job of the day. We are hiring so many people over here at Rackspace right now. There are positions open almost everywhere. And today's job I want to talk about is the Azure Director of Engineering. Guys, this is kind of a kind of a high level uh, role uh, that that you that we're making available here. And um 
And uh, if you are interested, you can head over to the link that we're, we've posted, but it's somebody who's be responsible for executing the engineering development of managed Azure product here at Rackspace. So uh, the gentleman who I knew who, who ran this role, had this role for years, uh, was at Rackspace since he was a pup, uh, has moved on to other things. And this is the person who, from a technical perspective, drives the ship for Azure at Rackspace. So if you are interested, then I would encourage you to go uh, over to, um, well, I'm going to show you exactly where you should go. I find my screen again. Here we are. Um, head on over right to there. Uh, solve slash 86, rackspace.com slash solve dash 86. Now guys, all of these, um, uh, all of these links can be found over there. Um, uh, information about our guest who's going to be coming up here shortly as well. And we do now take, by your request from last year, the audio from these live streams and make them available in the Cloud Talk podcast. Ted Clouser was a guest on that podcast. I'd encourage you to go check out his episode. I don't remember which one it was, but it was last uh, end of last summer, and it was excellent. But you can subscribe uh, over at any of the places you find podcasts, but I'd love for you to check that out. Okay, with that, we are nine minutes into the show, which means we are moving on to our cloud discussion. And that's when I get to introduce you to this fine gentleman, Mr. Ben DeMora. So let's go ahead and get that off the screen and bring Ben up to the stage. If we could, Ben, welcome to Cloud Talk Thank Live. You. Thank you very much, Jeff. It's hey, good to I be here. Oh, it's good to be here. Now, we were having a very enlightening conversation kind of backstage before this whole thing kicked off, and it all centered around bluegrass music. Isn't that awesome? So you're, you're did, a banjo yeah. player. In fact, if somebody goes, and I encourage you to go check out Ben's Ben's um, LinkedIn profile, he lists himself as a FinOps you know, uh, uh, a genius. I'll use that word because he is, uh, but also banjo player. Ben, how did you get into banjo playing? Uh, so my dad was a banjo player for most of his life uh, as a professional musician playing on blues music and so on. And um, when he passed away last November, I inherited his banjo. Um, I've been a guitarist since I was 10. So it's a simple transition over to, to bluegrass. Hey, just a few less strings. Not, not what to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. Four yeah. and a half no, strings instead easier. of six. All right. Must well, be let's, let's, hey, we've got a first time listener out there. Mutha is, is here. I'm so glad that you're in. We've got lots of other good folks over from, um, uh, from India, actually, as well in, in here right now. Now, Ted, I've been calling him out. He says, could you imagine where we would be right now two years ago into COVID without cloud computing? So thankful for companies like Rackswitz. Thank you so much for Ted for the kind words. Um, and yes, uh, Ben, I think I want to use that as a springboard. Ted is exactly right. Where would we be in, from a COVID and managing that without cloud to help us along? Uh, so much work, so many workloads were moved out into into the clouds during this these past two years. It's created uh, it's created opportunities, hasn't it? Uh, or so or challenges, so. should we say? Yeah, but of both, right? Like, yeah. uh, I believe back in 2018, you know, they, they forecast they thought we were going to see 400 billion spend in public cloud by 2022. Yeah, yeah COVID meant that we blew past that last year. Seven hundred. Where's that? Where was spend. that? What was that number? We were talking about it earlier. 702 billion spent in 2021 on public cloud globally. Isn't that amazing, folks? That is not some fancy projection. That is actual dollars spent last year. And we're and with speaking of projections, Ben, where are we heading? So we're looking at uh, just north of 1.3 trillion by 2025 now. 
It's an incredible marketplace. It is totally insane. Now, Ben, you and I uh, go back. We we spent a little time together over at a great company called CloudReach. You uh, you followed me over here after one other little stop, and I'm so glad you did. But what is the so so? What's your official title here at Rackspace, and what is the day in the life of that individual? So my role here is as lead FinOps consultant for Onica Rackspace, and um, my main sort of day to day really is helping to dispel some misconceptions around what FinOps is, does, and delivers, and also to help our customers to kind of realize maximum value from what they're doing with this with this cloud dollars that they're spending. Okay, so dispelling myths. Let's start with that. You teed it up quite well. What is FinOps, but also what isn't FinOps? Maybe we even start there. Yeah. So let me, yeah, I'll ask it, ask it the other way, answer it the other way around. So what isn't FinOps? FinOps is not a magic button that saves you money in your cloud bill. Uh, we don't have a secret access to a, to our very own special admin panel that has a big red button that says "Make it cheaper." Um, you know, it's it's not all about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that of that 702 billion that was spent in 2021, average analysis indicates that between 40 and 60 percent of that spend was wasted spend. And by wasted spend, I mean money spent on resources that did nothing for you, right? Idle resources, excessive spend, excess, excessive request. So. You know, we can absolutely identify and reduce those things, but that's not what FinOps is actually for. Um, what it is for is to address and identify the processes, behaviors, insights, analysis, in order to prevent that kind of thing from happening and continuing to happen. Right. So, yeah, you need to clean house, but we need to address why it's a mess in the first place. That's right. Mess, but you're that's not. right. Well, it does actually become a bit of of a mess when when uh, and I and I cite customer examples all the time because we come in and help clean a lot of this up. You know, mm-hmm. folks will be running on prem; they'll have their servers doing their thing, and they'll think, "Cloud, cool, we can expand, we can do what we want." Well, if they mm-hmm. go to the cloud, usually with a partner to help them get there, hopefully. And then once they're there, that that environment, which was which was sort of managed, just explodes. And now, yeah. you know, they thought they were going to have all of this time to invent and develop this great stuff, but now they're just trying to figure out what they've got. Yeah, right. Like think about how money used to be spent in technology, where we had a lot of slow cycle stuff. Procurement was involved. Finance was able to sign off. And engineering really was kind of powerless to to drive spending. They were requesters, right? They were on the end of the chain. And now it's the other way around. Engineering can write Terraform, hit apply, money gets spent. That's it. <laughs> you know, that, that, that should be, that should uh, put a little bit of fear into any business leader's mind. Engineering writes a bit of code, it gets deployed, money is spent. I mean, it literally it. is one to one to one type of an activity yeah, there. Simple. Um, okay, and, so let's let's yeah. integrate fin. Now, I, I want to get to another FinOps question here really quick, but but we've had a really good question in the comments, and it's from Parth, and uh, Daniel will bring that up for us here. And uh, and I believe when Parth refers to being a fresher, he means he's young and new in the cloud world, which I love. He says his question is, uh, there's no jobs that he can find for people new in the cloud. Why aren't there more? Now, I'll admit I've been somewhat guilty on this program by showing fancy director-level jobs, and I will bring some. But I'll tell you, with the right certifications and just a little bit of experience, there are jobs for the fresher of freshest people uh, out there. In fact, maybe next, uh, what's today, Tuesday, Thursday, I'll go find you some jobs and come back on Thursday and I will list them on the screen. Uh, or if you just email me, solve at rackspace.com, we'll send some to you. Hey, Chili's here. Glad Chili's here. All right. So awesome. Ben, I want to go back to it. When we were, when we had a little prep call for this a couple of weeks ago, 
Hmm. You said, Jeff, you need to understand that, that it's not just about how to spend less. It's about analyzing where that spend is and making sure that every dollar is ascribed to value. Talk about That's that right. a bit. That's right. So it's very easy with cloud to lose track of exactly what you're spending on and why. So yeah. essentially, if you've got, a, for example, as a case, as a case point, if you've got a non-production environment, development development environment, right, and the, traditionally you'd have that online all the time, over a weekend when your developers are not at work, when they're not developing, if that environment's still staying on, you're spending dollars on that environment. What are you getting for those dollars, right? Yeah. Um, if you've got significant large shared services that you're not able to clearly sort of assign value to or distribute the cost to, how are you accounting for that money being spent? How are you handling that, right? So there's a lot of discipline around data analysis and so on to support the improved clarity of that. Well, and the goal also isn't necessarily to to put the brakes on so that uh, we stop spend in the cloud. Again, it's going back to applying, applying value. And you used a word that is so appropriate and it's so challenging, and that's the word discipline. And yes. when we think about discipline in the cloud, and it goes exactly with what Jeff was saying over there in, not, not Jeff, me, but Jeff Webb in the comments, he said, moving to the cloud is simply transplanting bad habits into a much more scalable infrastructure. And I would say a much more instantaneous infrastructure. So those bad yeah. habits become instantaneously horrible and they compound. But with the right discipline, organizations go in with eyes wide open because it's very easy actually to forecast what the spend should be if if you understand the cloud and the resources that you're going to be using. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I've just noticed a question come up in the chat that I really like, actually, which is from Navni around tooling. Um, if that's OK, I, I, I yeah. think that's really cool. So which tools are used for FinOps and how are we analyzing? So it's a great question. That is one of the most important questions to do that to address this challenge. We have to operate from a standpoint of clear data. We have to operate from a clear, from a standpoint of good analysis, because if we make decisions without that, we're kind of flying blind. It's probably fair to say, and there's probably some vendors that won't like me saying this, but there's no silver bullet right now, right? No. There is no there is no tool that addresses every area of cloud optimization. There are, and I can't name any right now, but there are some very specific tools that are very good in use cases. Yeah. Right, depending on whether you're Kubernetes or heavy, heavy AWS, heavy Google, whatever, and also around kind of where you are in your journey, whether how, how cloud native, how SaaS based your infrastructure yeah. is as well. Right. What is important is to identify the right sort of what fits your requirement and use that. And the people that you are that, that you work with to identify that are going to be the people consuming the data, i.e., the engineering teams, the project teams, the product teams, the uh, finance teams. It can't just be a management dashboard. It can't just be an executive briefing tool. It needs to be actionable data that people can operate on. So it's a really great question and actually segues quite well there. Uh, yeah, because it's 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 one aspect of it. You know, it's the tooling. And the tooling, in a sense, is like turning the light bulb on because the tooling, yeah. using the right tooling, is going to at least, it's that moment of honesty. Where's our starting point? Where are we yeah. spending? And, and then it's up to just digging into into the details. Where are the biggest problems? Where are the biggest opportunities? And, you know, when we were talking before, it's not just about, a, you mentioned just moments ago, there's no silver bullet tool that makes it all better, um, but it ultimately becomes a series of conversations. And this goes yeah. to what I've been saying a lot lately, and that is IT's job is just not hiding in the IT team anymore, but it now is, it, it spans the entire organization and almost every business unit. 
And so when dealing with these pots of big spend or unknown spend, it's not just a conversation in IT. It's not just a conversation in the business. You may be down in finance. You may be hanging out in legal. You may be over in HR because all of those in, in some fit or fashion play into that. So you know, how does that work into the challenges, Ben, as you're helping customers through this? Yeah, that's a great point. So collaboration is absolutely key to, to succeed, succeeding in realizing cloud value, right? If you want to forecast your cloud spend, then the finance team who want the forecast are going to need to understand the context behind the existing spend, the level of waste, um, the level of resources and so on and so forth, the future roadmap of that and what that's likely to have an impact upon for the future spend. And the further out you go, the less the less clear that becomes. So to, to get that clarity, you have to have context from the engineering team. You don't, you don't need to know what an EC2 instance is and how to build one from finance, but you do need to know that this is compute and that this is what it costs and this is the use, utilization rate, so on and so forth. Um, conversely as well, if the finance team wants to put a commit in to try and lock in some savings, for example, the savings plan product from AWS or committed use discounts from Google, whatever, if they want to do that, they need confidence that what they're committing against isn't waste, isn't idle, right? right? So that requires further conversations with, with engineering teams to understand, okay, well, our spend is X, we want to commit to 50% of it. Is that a safe commitment over the next three years, three years, and can we lock, lock that discount in, right? Yeah. So yeah. These con this collaboration is absolutely essential. You know, and, and dealing with all these aspects, you know, you, you, uh, you don't just talk to customers, you don't just talk to the world with me uh, about FinOps, you actually do some training around that. And Parth has a question. He says, is there, uh, is there any certification or learning path that we can follow for FinOps? Oh, yes, there is, isn't there, Ben? Yes, there is. Yes. And I wonder uh, who one of those instructors might be. I, I think I know one. Yeah. Uh, yeah just look <laughs> in the rearview mirror. There you are. That's right. So, um, yeah, so my, for my sins, I also work with the FinOps Foundation as an instructor as well. And one of the courses that uh, have been delivered over the last little while now is the FinOps Practitioner, which is a two-day course uh, delivered virtually online, um, which is a certified course at the end of which you get the qualification. And in fact, for the last six months or so, I've been working with a ridiculously smart group of people at that, in that foundation building a professional level certification which uh, is going to feel basically like a final year degree module. It's going to be fun. It's going to wow. be deep. It's going to be tough. Um, and that launches next month. Um, so fun times. Hey, how do people um, find that out? What's, what's the link to or the, the address? So, and if you go to learn.finops.org. Nice and easy. Learn.finops.org. Daniel's going to put that uh, not only in the chat. We'll make sure it's on the yep. website, solve.rackspace.com. No, rackspace.com slash solve slash 86. Yeah. And if you're Learned lucky or unlucky, or... you get me as an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't had enough of Ben yet, go over there and you can get some instruction from Ben. Uh, one of the smartest guys I know in this in this space. So I love to go back to misconceptions. And mm. we see we see these misconceptions bubble up in the form of customer requests. Yes. In other words, a customer might come to us and say, oh, FinOps geniuses, um, hey, forecast my spend. Or what are some of the other bad requests that we get from, from customers that sort of shines a light on the fact that they don't quite get FinOps yet? Yeah. Um, what, what happens is when, when people start to, when people continue to apply old school kind of static data center style forecasting, spending and expectations against something which is quite fundamentally volatile, which is cloud, right? 
I mean, ignoring for a minute the fact that your cloud footprint is going to change constantly as you build and evolve and learn and improve, the vendors themselves are going to continually release. You talked about it earlier at the beginning of the session. They keep introducing new services, enhanced services, yes. different pricing, all this stuff. You really can't have a crystal ball that will give you a three-year forecast. Nope. Just impossible. Many customers right? say, "How much am I? If I'm spending this today, what am I going to spend in three years?" It's impossible. It's like it's, saying, "What's yeah. the weather going to be like three years from now at noon on September 15th? Exactly. Uh, sunny, about 25 degrees. Um, <laughs> Not it's, it's one of the, if I'm wrong, then we'll find out then. Um, it's one of these things where it's very difficult to try and it's virtually impossible to try and forecast, right? So your sort of budget versus actual variance um, forecast, you really, three to six months is probably fairly accurate if you've got good FinOps discipline. 12 months is an indication and nothing further than that, really, right? Um, you, you know, you get, you, I've talked talk to a number of people who, who say that they can do 12 months, but then their sort of confidence in accuracy versus the end of that, yeah. it varies significantly. So it, turn, it means that those cycles need to shorten. Yeah. So, so then would it be safe to say that FinOps is not a prediction, but it's a practice. It's the daily yeah. discipline yeah. to manage your infrastructure, to make sure that your, every dollar you spend can be ascribed to business value. Absolutely. Yes. Almost like I've said um, it before. It is, I'm getting deja vu. It's good. Um, yeah, absolutely. And actually the point about the daily discipline is also really important, right? If you're only snapshotting your situation once a month, and you're yeah. distributing monthly reports or whatever, a week later after that report's gone out, the data's out of date, things have changed, things move fast. So it's less of a once a month thing and much more of a an awareness of outcome from previous activity, right? I did a thing on a Monday, what does it look like on Wednesday? What was the outcome of the thing I did? Does that, has yeah. that saved me money? Has that cost me more than I thought it was going to? Right, right. so it's that continual iteration. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you mentioned tooling, you said that, you know, there, there's no silver bullet. There are different ones for different outcomes. You know, somebody at Mauricio asked the question, can cloud management platforms um, help with FinOps? I think the answer is probably the same. Depends. Yeah, it depends. Um, so some, so different vendors have, have got different level of maturity in terms of their ability to provide you insight, right? Um, AWS has done some great work over the, over the years with that, with uh, things like QuickSight and Athena and the Kudos dashboard, and the, the cloud intelligence, cost intelligence dashboard, all this good stuff, um, and the Cost Explorer tooling. This is all great, right? And it will get you a good way down the road. But it, depending on your use case, it might be good enough for now, but it might not be getting you the entire way across that journey. So it's well, that's, that sort of speaks to the whole cloud are. journey. The speaks yeah. of the whole cloud journey is what you get started with at this point isn't necessarily what carries you. When we move into the cloud and do an infrastructure lift and shift and run a bunch of IaaS, we're not done. We've just started the journey. When you use native tooling to figure out your financial state inside of, of, of the cloud, it's a good start, but it's not the whole journey. Definitely. It gets you going. It gets the eyeballs on the cost. All right, Ben. So we are we're coming up on the top of the hour. It's when we we pull the plug on this because we all have a, the next meetings to go to. But uh, this is a ubiquitous problem, and most companies don't have a handle on it. So, what is your recommendation? What is your advice for step number one? Collaborate. Absolutely. Collaborate. Share data. Get that cross 
that break down the, the boundaries between the different disciplines within the business and start to understand each other's situations a lot more, start to understand the information that you're lacking and that you don't have, and then start to understand how you answer that question. How do you get the data in a way that's quickly consumable and live? Right. Those are the two Darn it, Ben, why things. can't it be a tool? Why can't we just fix the problem? You have to go make us talk <sighs> to people. Sorry, man, you got to do social stuff. It always comes back to that. And that's the heart of all cloud, all technology transformation, because it rarely is all about the technology. Technology is the thing that gets us to the outcome, but it starts with understanding our business, understanding our coworkers, understanding our customers, and working together towards a common outcome. Definitely. All right. Ben, thank you so much for being on the program today. I feel like we literally have just scratched the tip of this iceberg. I would love to uh, come back and dig into some specific disciplines around this uh, and um, and really start to, to peel some of that apart. I encourage everyone to go over to learn.finops.org, even if this isn't your primary role. Uh, I think it is a, you know, you can, who doesn't have two days to invest in this? And you can do it over a series of, of time, I'm sure. So That's go check that out. Product as well. Uh, on demand. So guys, yeah, set, make a goal. In, in a month, you will have finished that program. We all come back together and uh, and we'll be a whole lot smarter for it. Okay. Uh, thank you, Jeff, uh, Mauricio, David Linders here, one of the smartest guys around Rackspace and, and just compassionate and helping customers. Everybody, thank you so much for being a part of this. We're back on Thursday and uh, we're digging into a data conversation and that is increasing data literacy in your organizations and in your life because it's all about data. But it's not just all about data. It's about controlling the finances. Where is he's over there? Um, everyone, thanks so much. Again, Ben, thanks for being here. Everybody, have an amazing day. And I'll see you at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on Thursday. I'm Jeff Diverter for Cloud Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff Deverter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.